thing to do. And, and, and you don't believe me? Just look at how often we judge ourselves over the things that we've done in the past. How often we look at the, what, what we did back then and we just we judge ourselves. We're plagued with thoughts like, I was such an idiot. What, what I did was so wrong that I deserve everything that I'm getting. And we beat ourselves up over and over and over and over again for what we did back there in the past. But there's none of that with the Father. None of that. He doesn't mention anything about what the Son has done. He doesn't tell him about how wrong he was, how foolish or how hurtful he was. Instead, he embraces him as if nothing had even happened. It's crazy. Now, why would he do this? Why, why would the Father embrace him and treat him as if nothing had ever happened? It's because he knew that his son was repentant and, and, and that he was already well aware of how big his mistakes were in the past. And so instead of heaping judgment on him, heaping condemnation on him, instead of rubbing it in his face, the Father instead chooses to show him incredible mercy. You know, what... I'm going to ask you a few questions this morning. The first one is this. What would happen if you stopped judging yourself for the mistakes and sins and failures of the past? What would happen if, if you just stopped and treated yourself in the same way that we, we see the father treating the son in this, this, this story? And, and we instead decide to show ourselves a little bit of mercy. Here's what would happen. You'd be set free. You would be set free free. The father releases the, the son from any judgment resulting from what he's done. Here's something else that the story of the prodigal tells us about how God sees our past. He frees you from any penalty your, your mistakes deserve. He frees you from any penalty your past mistakes deserve. In this story, the son knew what he deserved. That's why he planned to tell his father. He planned to go to his father and say, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Um, now he, he's only worthy, worthy to be called a, a hired servant. The son, he, he knows this. He gets what's coming to him. He knows that when he goes back, what he deserves is to be kind of cast out of the family. And just now he's a hired servant. He knows exactly what he deserves. But his father doesn't see things the same way. Instead, his father frees him from the penalty that he deserves. There's a, a theological word that we use to describe how God frees us from the penalty that we deserve from all of our sin and our past mistakes. It's the word justify. And um, growing up in the church, you know, throughout the years, people have, I've heard this definition of, of what it means to be justified over and over and over again. And, and it's good, but it's, it's not quite good enough. But, but the, the word is um, justified, and, and people say this is what it means. It means it's, it's just as if you've never sinned. God comes along, and he, he, he sees your, your past. He sees all the sin, all the mistakes. He sees how you're repentant, and then he justifies you. He treats you just as if your sin, or just as if you had never sinned, which is true, which, which is, is all good. That's what the Father does in the story here. He treats the Son as if he's, he's never sinned. But there's a problem with justified being defined only as being treated as if you'd never sinned. And here's the problem, is that it stops way far short of how the Father actually treats us. You see, not only does the Father free the Son from what He deserves, the amazing, beautiful, powerful thing about our Father in Heaven 
is that he takes it so much further. He, he frees them from the penalty, and then he heaps piles and piles of blessing upon blessing upon blessing on his son. He takes his filthy, dirty robe that's probably covered in pig manure. He takes that, and he exchanges it for the best robe. You know, it's like he goes and he grabs some dirty, ragged, old shirt, and he gives him an, an Armani suit. He puts a ring on his finger. He puts sandals on his feet. He goes out and he, he, he kills the fattened calf. It's flaming on for dinner. I mean, he just treats them in this, this incredible way. Question for you this morning. When are you going to allow yourself to be free from the penalty of the past mistakes that you made? When are you going to allow yourself to be free from it? And stop judging yourself and stop going, I, I, I deserve all this. You know, I know what the voice in your head says. It says, you deserve all this pain because of what you did. You shouldn't know joy. You shouldn't know peace. You shouldn't, you shouldn't know what it's like to really be loved. After all, remember all that hurt that you caused back then? The blessings that other people experienced? All that? Nope, it's not for you. It's, you're paying the price for what happened back there. When are you going to allow yourself to be free from the penalty of the past mistakes you made? And shut off the voice of the accuser and instead hear the voice of your Father in heaven. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Instead, when we come to him with a heart that is repentant, the Bible says that he, he, he frees us from the penalty we deserve. And then he doesn't just stop there at freeing us and giving us a blank, clean slate. No, the Bible says that, that he has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Hope, joy, peace, adopted as a son or a daughter of the king of kings. He gives you purpose. This is the kind of father that we serve. When will you see your past like he does? And when you do, when you make that shift, it, it will set you free. And lastly, when it comes to our past, the story of the prodigal tells us how, about how God, he totally forgives us from all that we have done. The son didn't have to question whether or not the father had, had forgiven him. You know, sometimes maybe there's a question mark. Someone says, hey, I forgive you. And you're going, yeah, did they really forgive me? I don't, I don't, I don't know. And maybe you see something and you go, I don't, I don't. it doesn't look like they did. The, the son doesn't have to ever wonder whether or not the father forgave him. Because the father makes it so, so clear in this story that he has totally, completely forgiven him. His father doesn't wait for him to come back to the house. He runs, the Bible says, while his son is far off. The, his father didn't leave this, this icy distance between them. He didn't make the son have to earn his way back into his good books. No, his father forgave him. It was unconditional forgiveness. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. He forgives. He purifies. Another place in Scripture, it says that he, he washes us white as snow. Another place in Scripture says, hey, this, this was your past. This is all your mistakes, all, all the, the hurt, the regret. And, and it says that, that he makes us a brand new creation. And what God does with, with all that stuff in the past is a beautiful thing. 
He takes what the enemy meant for our harm, what the enemy meant, meant to destroy us, and he turns that around and makes it work together for our good. He takes our story and he redeems it, and he works through it in a powerful, amazing way. If we confess our sins, the Bible says that he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And in this verse, is, we see something that's so critical to us seeing our past how God sees our past. Because maybe you're here and you're going, yeah, I don't know. I want to see my past how God sees my past. I, wanna, I, I, I don't want to keep keeping judgment and shame and guilt and condemnation on myself. I, I want to do that, but, but I can't for some reason. And in this verse, we see a, a huge, huge key. And it's this, this thing that we call confession or repentance. It's having a heart that is truly sorry for the sin, the mistakes, the failures, the shortcomings, whatever it is that happened back there in the past. It's having a heart that is that's truly sorry for that. And we see this in the story of the prodigal. The Bible says that, that he, he came to his senses. In other words, he realized that what he was doing was, was, was wrong. He, 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 he says that he sinned against heaven. He sinned against his dad. He had what the Bible calls this, this godly sorrow. And listen to what the Bible says about godly sorrow. It says, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. There's two kinds of sorrows. One, one actually leads to freedom. One leads to life. That's godly sorrow. And there's this other kind of sorrow that the Bible calls worldly sorrow that leads to death and destruction. Maybe you're going, okay, Rich, what's the difference between the two? Well, here's the difference. Worldly sorrow is centered on me. It's centered on self. It's, it's, I'm sorry because I got caught. I'm sorry because I got caught and now my reputation has been shattered. I'm sorry because I lost money. I lost a friend. I lost that. It, it focuses on how my wrong affects me. That's worldly sorrow. Godly sorrow, though, comes along. And this is the kind of sorrow that the son had. And it's centered on the one who has been wrong. Centered on how the wrong hurt someone, it hurt God. It's the son saying, I've sinned against heaven, and I've sinned against my father. And when you have this kind of sorrow, what that does is it, it leads you to repentance, repentance, which leads to salvation. And then what does the Bible say that that leads to? Could you just put that verse up there one more time about godly sorrow? Repentance, salvation, and then what? It leaves no regrets. It leaves no regrets. Instead, it brings us freedom from the past. And you can begin seeing your past in the same light that God sees your past. And when our hearts are truly repentant and sorry before God, in that moment, God sees your past completely different. He releases you from judgment. He frees you from the penalty that you deserve. He forgives all that you have done. And then the Bible says that he piles upon Piles blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon you. God wants you to be free from your past. He wants you to be free from the guilt. He wants you to be free from the shame, the condemnation. And you, you, can, you can have that. When you come before God with sorrow and when you begin to see your past through the same lens that God sees your past, it will bring freedom. Now, this is not to say that you might not have to go back and maybe there's some messes that, 
that you need to clean up, some amends that you need to make with some people that maybe you, you hurt back there in the past. But as you come before God with a heart that is repentant, the Bible says that, that he, he, he sets you free from the penalty that you deserve. He releases you from judgment. And, and he comes and he forgives all of your sins. And God is saying to you and to me this morning, hey, stop seeing your past through the lens that you're looking at it through. Begin to see your past like your Father in heaven sees it. And when you do that, you will find freedom, you will find healing, and you will find joy in Christ. Would you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, God, this story of the prodigal, God, Lord, I've heard it hundreds of times, but God, it never ceases to just amaze, God, how the heart of the Father responds to His Son. This son who has hurt him so much, this son who has done so much wrong, made so many mistakes, failed in so many ways, and yet when he turns, when, when, he, when, when he realizes and repents from what he's done, everything changes. And rather than the father holding it over him, the, the father forgives, and the father is, instead um, just piles blessing upon blessing upon him. God, this, this is a picture of grace. It's a picture of freedom. It's a picture of our Father treating us in a way that our sins don't deserve to be treated. And Father, I pray for that person that's, that's in here today that, that Lord, has, has never come to that point, God, where they've, they've come before you and have said, hey, God, I am sorry for the stuff that I've done in the past. God, I pray that today, God, would be the moment that, Jesus, they come before you and with a heart of, of godly sorrow and repentance, say, God, I'm sorry for what I did in the past. And as your heads are bowed, eyes closed this morning, if you are here and you're in that boat, you're going, yeah, my past has got me enslaved. All, it's just condemnation. It's just guilt. It's shame. I know what I did is wrong. And you have never come before God and said, God, forgive me for what I've done. Listen, today can be the day that you are set free. Today, right here, in this moment, February 9th, 1130 in the morning, could be the moment that you get set free. As your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, I want you to have this moment between you and Jesus. And if you're here, you go, okay, I've never had that moment where I put my faith and trust in Jesus, where I've said, God, I've sinned against, against you, but you're going, I, I want this to be that day. I, I want to come before Jesus with, with simple, childlike faith and trust and have him forgive me of my sins. If you're in that boat, I would love to pray with you this morning. Is there anybody here you're going, that's me. I want today to be the day. Anybody. Put your hand up nice and high so I can see. Awesome. Awesome, I see your hands. You can go ahead and put those down. Anybody else? Anybody else? I want Jesus to forgive me for my sins in the past. Awesome, see your hands. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you that, Jesus, when you, when you see a heart that, that comes before you and is sorry for what we've done, God, it, it's in that moment. God, it's not after we've, we've cleaned up our act and got our stuff together and, and start going to church and start praying and reading our Bible. And God, it's in that moment 
that God, you set us free. And God, I thank you that this morning, in this moment, you are setting people free. God, you are releasing them from the penalty that their sin deserves. How are you able to do this? Because you took that penalty for us on the cross. And God, in this moment, you are setting people free. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your forgiveness. And God, for all of these that that have raised their hands this morning, I pray that God, as they walk out of this building today, that God, that, that they would, that, that life would be seen through a whole new perspective, that God, they would walk out of this building having left the baggage, the burdens of the past at the foot of the cross. And God, may they walk out of here this morning knowing your joy and your peace. God, I pray that that would be so true. And also, as your heads are bowed, I want to I, I ask another question. Maybe there's some of you here this morning that you, you put your faith and trust in Jesus. And in the past, it's, it's under the cross. But for whatever reason, you, you haven't been able to see yourself in the same way that God sees you. You don't see yourself as, 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 as the, the judgment is gone. You don't see yourself as the, the penalty that you deserve is gone. You just keep keeping judgment on yourself you, you think that whatever's going on in your life, it's, you deserve it because of what happened back there in the past. God wants you to see your past with the same lens that he sees your past today. It's nothing but mercy. It's nothing but forgiveness. It's nothing but grace upon grace upon grace. And if you're in that boat where you, you just see your past and it's just, it's just holding you in bondage, is holding you enslaved, and you, you want to begin to see your past in the same way that Jesus sees his past, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand up nice and high. Anybody in that boat this morning? Lots of you. Lots of you this morning. Heavenly Father, you see every hand that just shot up in the air. And Father, I pray that, that Jesus... God, when God, when that, that voice in our head says you get what you deserve, you made so many mistakes, it's, 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 the, it's the voice of the accuser keeping condemnation upon condemnation. God, I pray that in that moment, God, we'd be reminded of this, this powerful picture story that we read this morning that, that is this incredible picture of your heart towards us. God, you're embracing us. God, you're you're showering us, lavishing, your word says, your grace upon us. You're not reminding us of what happened in the past. You're not bringing that back up. You're not not leading us into a life that is is just paying the penalty over and over and over again. You're not punishing us for what we did in the past. How do I know this? Because you took the punishment for what we deserve on the cross. It's not punishment anymore. We're your, your kids. You're our Father who just wants to bless us. And God, I pray that for all those who raise their hand, God, I pray that when, when they just keep hearing the condemnation from the past, the guilt, the shame, whatever it might be, God, I pray that in that moment, God, you would, you would remind them of, of your heart towards them and how you see their past. Help us in that, I pray, Jesus. God, I pray for all of us 
that God, we would walk out of this building this morning just having put our burden at the foot of the cross. God, I'm so thankful that your word says that God, when we bring our burden to your feet, that God, you, you take it. God, and, and your yoke is easy, your burden is light. As we put it at the foot of the cross, we will find rest for our souls. God, may that be the reality for all of us this morning when it comes to our past. May it not cause shame, guilt, and condemnation. But may we look at it as a story that you are rewriting for your glory, for your fame, for your honor. God, I pray all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Yeah, let's give Jesus some praise. As we wrap up our service on this morning, I want to give you an opportunity. You know, sometimes um, there's something powerful about you taking some kind of step. And um, specifically, if you're here this morning and you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus, um, you, you can just walk out of here, which is, doesn't change anything. I mean, God has forgiven you from everything that's happened in the past. He has. It's, an, it's a brand new day for you. It's a br- your brand new creation. But, but I just want to say something. There's something about taking a step and even just talking with someone about that. And we've got our, our prayer team that's coming down here to the front. And I would encourage you to just say, to just even come to the front and say, hey, I did this this morning. And they would love to celebrate with you, pray with you, and, and just kind of help give you some direction in, in, in on this exciting new journey that you've begun of following Jesus. And so I'd encourage you to do that this morning before you leave. Come down here. Hey, I put my faith and trust in Jesus. Um, I've just been forgiven of everything in the past this morning, and I want to celebrate that with you. And we'd love to celebrate with you. But they're down here. If you need prayer for anything, maybe you're, you just got some stuff in the past that you just, you want someone to come alongside of you and pray with you. Our team is here. Um, not just here. We've got people that are, I mean, you can talk to me, anybody up here on the stage. We would love to pray with you for anything that you would like prayer for. So take advantage of that and get some bread before you leave. We're going to wrap up um, by singing a song of worship and just declaring how beautiful and awesome Jesus is. So would you stand with me?